You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. We'll dive in. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. And so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you and he is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Father, we come to you today so grateful to study your word, so grateful for the Christmas story, and so grateful for Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you are at work today. You were at work 2,000 years ago as Jesus was born. And we ask, Lord, that this familiar text would be illuminated, that it'd come to life in our hearts today. And Lord Jesus, that you would do something special and unique. Holy Spirit, we just surrender this this time together to you. God, would you do something in us, change us and transform us and let the word of God come alive in us. Let the Bible, let it be real in our minds and in our hearts. We honor you and we love you. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So today, if you're going to make a big announcement, there's really a real simple way that we all make big announcements. It's kind of the way now. It's the thing. If you've got a big announcement to make you, you post it. That's what you do. It's the social media takeover of the world. Um, It is, what will people say? How many likes? And it is suddenly instant. It's global. It's there for people to see. But this story is a moment where the God of the universe has an announcement to make before Instagram. And it's this massive, incredible, angelic moment where God sends these angels 
For me, I remember when I wanted to make an announcement, of course, when my son Dawson was born, it was before Instagram, which tells you how old I am. Come on now. I got a son, he's 13. And when Dawson, when I found out that it was a boy, I went insanely crazy. I was so excited. I began to text everybody that I knew that day. And in fact, that day I drove to the church where I worked and I literally went into all of the executive offices and just started telling everybody, it's a boy, it's a boy, it's a boy. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's a boy, it's a boy. There was that kind of excitement texting people. And then the day that he was born was even crazier because although Renata wanted it to maybe just be just us there at the hospital, I invited everybody I knew. (laughs) I was like, hey, Dawson has arrived. He is here. It's my boy. And in fact, we were doing at that time uh, a high school internship with 100 high school kids that had come from across the country. And uh, Dan was leading it, and I called my brother Dan, and I said, hey, Dan, I know these kids are only in town for three weeks, but bring all of them to the hospital. I want them to see my boy. He's like, you don't even know them. They don't even know you. I was like, they need to see him. So I remember having all these teenagers that I barely knew, and they were like, had their nose, you know, up to the window, and I was like, that's him. There he is. It's exciting. And of course, This sounds a little bit narcissistic, but I was so excited about my boy that every single name that he has has something to do with me. And so um, Dawson means son of David. And uh, Jonathan was David's best friend in the Bible. (laughs) So Arthur is my middle name. And uh, I have four names, and so I gave him four names. And then Perkins, that's my last name. So if you're ever around my son Dawson, who is now my height, looks nothing like me, looks just like Renata, brown hair, brown eyes, tall, dark, and handsome, just like his pa. I mean, if, what? And, but <laughs> that boy, he's got names after me. And, and you've got a, a father who makes the grand announcement and lights up the sky with, an angel, and then a host of angels. First angel starts, and then thousands saying this, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace on men whom God's favor rests. This is good news, which will be to all people. It will cause great joy. It's this big, massive announcement. And in the first century, if you were having a boy, if you were having a son, and you are a person of financial means, you would pay a heralder or an announcer to go through the city and just yell it and say it and announce it. And so here's God, and he has a big announcement. And it is the most zenith, epic, incredible moment where God announces, here it is, it's huge. It is, here is the son. I'm gonna announce it. And I send messengers from heaven. And one of the intriguing things about this story that I really want us to look at today, and it's the story of angels appearing not to the brightest, not to the influential people, not to the wealthy or the influential, but to shepherds. And so shepherds at this time would be the low. In fact, even in some of the carols it's the lowly angels it's the the lowly shepherds it's this low opposite angels it's the lowly it's the broken and this is this is the good news for you and for me this is the news that may it penetrate our hearts today may it not be something of old but may it be refreshed 
May it be new. May it be something that we experience and think about and realize today because if you were building any kind of entrepreneur in the room today, if you were about to make an announcement that was a big deal to you and there was going to be a Jesus movement on the planet, you would think that God the Father might say, let's announce this to the, well, the influencers, the well-to-do. We today, man, when we, when we started Radiant Church and I was trying to build some of the leaders, I wasn't looking for the most messed up people I could find, just being honest with you. I wasn't looking for like, hey, you sound terrible. Why don't you lead worship? I'm like, let's find somebody that's a little bit decent, you know, that can sing. And, and uh, it wasn't like, hey, you, you can't make videos. Let's find somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, let's, let's find some people. If we're going to do some small groups, let's find a disciple-making machine. I mean, let's find the best, just like you would do in your business or whatever. And yet there's this incredible story of an upside-down kingdom where God the Father sends an angels. Angels declare, for unto you this day in the town of Bethlehem is a savior. He's Christ the Lord. And he shows up. The angels appear and speak to shepherds. Now, shepherds, were the, they were the outcasts. Many think that they were thieves. They were the ones of, I mean, they, they were the low positions. And so when you read about this, these are not just kind of the, the low positions of shepherds, but if you take it all the way out, it's the low role in the small town of Bethlehem, not Kansas City, not New York, not LA, not Dallas, not the big cities. This is small town Bethlehem outside. And these shepherds were the through the night shepherds. This was the night watch. This was, this was the hard hours of the night. And here are the shepherds. A shepherd role was not one that you aspired to be. It wasn't like, hey, little Johnny, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a shepherd. It was like, ooh, Johnny, he grew up to be a shepherd, you know, like it was, mm, it was a, it was a, it was not the role that you wanted. You smelt like sheep. Your only friends were sheep, <laughs> maybe another shepherd, but they were the lowest of the low. And these were the lowest of the low outside a small town through the night. And it's this incredible story because the angel shows up, not to the influencers, not to the wealthy, but it's this message, this statement that the kind of king that's showing up to the planet that night is the kind of king who values the outsider. He's the kind of king who shows up and the angels declare it to the lowly, to the broken, to the hurting. And so imagine with me as Luke portrays the story, so incredible because he starts off even with Caesar Augustus, who was Roman power, taking a census. I have wealth, I have power, therefore, let me find out how many people do I have? How many soldiers might I have? How many people might I have to tax? How much money might I have? And so in the midst of that context, in the text we just read, there is born not in a palace, not around royalty of the day, but instead born to peasants. Peasants. 
I mean, you know Joseph and Mary, here they are, and if they have any kind of financial means, you can find a room. (laughs) You've been there. If you've got a credit card and you're in town and there's a room and you'll pay enough, most of the time, it's like you can find something. Joseph and Mary are poor. In addition, I mean, this is the lineage of Joseph was of David. And so potentially some scholars think he could have even had some relatives there. And not only did he not have enough money to get a room, but there wasn't even a distant relative that was like, yeah, you're having a baby, come on in. But instead, you know the story, Joseph and Mary, they go to the stable. It's, it's this inn, and of course, we know it's this Old Testament fulfillment, and we know that God is at work, but here is God telling his story, and in the midst of this Roman power, there's this this different kind of king. Uh, it's, it's, it's different than the way that the Romans would rule over. It's this king that seeks to serve and get under. It's this different kind of king. In fact, it's a shepherd king. And so you can't quite miss the imagery because in the story you've got Bethlehem, which is where Jesus is born, but it's also where David grew up. And this is Joseph of the line of David. And David was forever famous in this Jewish culture for being the shepherd king. You remember the story. It's David who is protecting the sheep from the lion or the bear before he eventually uses some of those skills to go defeat Goliath. And before he was ever the king, he was the shepherd. And then the, the imagery of in the city of David, There's going to be this new shepherd. In fact, Jesus would go on to speak of himself in John 10. He would speak of, I am the good shepherd. And the angels appear to shepherds. And here they are, out in the fields, keeping over their flocks by night. So if they're keeping their watch over their flocks by night, the lowest of the low, out on the hillside, in the dark, and you can imagine, this is, a, this is a monotonous role, right? Like this is a, monot- I mean, every night, same dudes, same sheep, same smell, same jokes, same story, ugh. I mean, if you, don't raise your hand, but if you've ever worked in an office, same jokes, same people, same story, and this is, At night, through the night, broken, and on this monotonous rhythm, this just probably some dudes that they're used to the same old guys. You can imagine the shock and the wonder. I mean, if you have the most broken people, and 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 most think that many of them had been or were thieves, and suddenly an angel of God appears. There's a reason why the angel says, don't be afraid. Because if you're the most messed up, broken, smoking something, you're, you're afraid. Like, whoa, <laughs> dear me, what? <laughs> uh, God is going to show up. And there's been hundreds of years where it's been ultimately silence. And now God appears and 
You've got God appearing with angels speaking on his behalf. And it's this moment where surely there's going, wow, don't be afraid. And this is good news for you. That's amazing peace. For me, I'm the shepherd. It might be good news for the religious people, but I can't even go. I don't even go to the temple. I'm the lowest. I don't even want to tell you all that I've done and that I do. There's a reason why I ended up a night watch shepherd. And so the good news for the most broken, heralded by an angel. Hey, guess what? I have good news for you that will cause great joy for all people. For unto you is born this unto me, you. Nah, you. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior. He's Christ the Lord. I think for each one of us, I want us to lock in with this shepherd king who does things a little bit differently. And he is not. He is not the governor who controls. He is the shepherd. He is this this shepherd king that looks at these sheep that he wants to take care of. And he wants all people. And what I love about this text is if you are hearing this and you're a shepherd, this will be good news for all people, even me, even you. Like, Like this will cause great favor on me, on you. How? How could it be? I'm messed up. I'm I'm a broken shepherd. And here's the good news of the gospel at Christmas time. There is a baby tonight in a manger. And because of this baby, everything changes Because of this baby, it is not a select few who keep the law who get to have some good news. It is this baby who will forever turn things around. It's a new day. It's a new era. There is a king, and he is king. He is in a manger, but he's going to make a way that all people everywhere will have access have the way, the opportunity to be right with God. No, yeah, no way. Yeah, a baby, yeah. You see, he's gonna live a perfect life and he's gonna live the life that you could not live. And then he's gonna die a sinner's death like a thief. And he's gonna go to a cross and he's gonna rise from the dead and he's gonna he's gonna be ascended up to his heavenly throne which far surpasses caesar augustus or any other roman ruler and the god of the universe has created a way that broken shepherds weak broken hurting messed up not prone to keep the law might have the favor of god the pleasure of God on their lives. This baby changes everything. Uh, I just thought it was like maybe a moment where we sing some songs and it's good that God, I want you to get what's going on. It's about Jesus. 
It's, 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 about, it's about this, the word becomes flesh. God became a man and forever we get because of faith. It's, it's, it's this entryway into eternal life, not based upon your works and you keeping the law, but based upon what he did and who he is and in faith. You say yes, Hebrews 11. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, but he has pleasure over you, like he has pleasure over his son as a result of Jesus being born, living, dying, raising from the dead, and creating a way for you to have access to God and have his pleasure on your life to where he sees you through the lens of his son and you are accepted, shepherd, huh, me, you. And this good news will cause great joy. Sometimes for us, it doesn't cause enough joy because we don't live in it. It's just, it's kind of just a cultural celebration. But may we as Radiant Church this Christmas take time and enter into, I have a Savior and he is Christ the Lord. And in the midst of your addiction, when you were the most broken, when you were weak, he saved you. And what I love in this text then is then it goes beyond and it tells more of the story of the shepherds because it says in verse 16, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Let's just read that again. And they hurried off, shepherds have the encounter, see him. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. So here they go. All right, big celestial moment, epic moment and incredible. You got to imagine it, not just for them, but for you. <laughs> right here now, if, you, if we were to see an angel and the glory of the Lord were to shine and then thousands of angels appear in the sky, it beats the seven wonders of the world. <laughs> like you're like, Grand Canyon's cool, but ah, amazing. So they're having the night of their life. And so it causes them then to go look, let's go find the baby. I don't know how this moment works. All we know is Luke says, they just, they go, they go fight. I don't know how you do it. They don't have GPS. I don't know how it works, but they just go just, I just picture them just running through the barns. Like, what's up? Is there a baby in here? Scott? Nope, just donkeys. All right, let's go to the next one. Is there Joseph and Mary? No, let's go to the next one. And they just go on this hunt and they go on the search until they find Mary and Joseph and the baby. And here's interesting. The very first people, other than Joseph and Mary, to see baby Jesus is shepherds. I know that you were picturing the nativity scene in the front yard with wise men, but wise men came later. Wise men came to the house later. They came, they saw a toddler Jesus, which you gotta have even more faith to see a toddler and believe that's God. I mean, like, <laughs> those wise men, they, they need some respect. And these, the, but these shepherds, the very first to see, it's not the, 
It's not the political influencers. It's not the wealthy. It's not the well-to-do. It's, 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 it's God sending a message. You know what kind of kingdom I'm running? This Jesus, this shepherd king, he will be a king to the most broken. And the shepherds, the shepherds find him. And the shepherds worship. And I just want to invite us to not only think upon the good news that we as just broken people, we've received the good news. But I just want to invite you, what does it look like for you this week, next few days, just to kind of leave what you know and go find him? You know, like, God, where do you, what, what, what can I do? What, what, how, in this week, what, what are you saying? I want to be close to Jesus. I want to find Jesus. I'm going after him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to know him. I'm going to draw close. I'm going to worship. I'm going to just figure it out. Because I just think it's one of the most beautiful things to imagine baby Jesus and the first human beings. I mean, we know the story. I mean, we know, man, Philippians 2, one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. You and I know the story. We know that it's not just going to be the shepherds. We know that, behold, I saw a multitude that no one can count from every tongue, tribe, and nation. I mean, this is God. And yet, the very first to find him, the gospel of Luke, is these outsiders, these shepherds, these messed up people. And I believe that often today, it's often in your moment where you're the most messed up that you run to God. It's often in the moment where you know, because sometimes when it feels like, hey, the bank account's full and the taxes are paid and the, the, the couches work and the cars work and food is there and I'm all right. It's often in those moments that you just live on cruise control for a few years. But it's, it's in our lives, these shepherd moments where we're like, I'm just messed up, broken, and I need a savior so go find him this week get close to him and then I just want you to see this and we'll close with this verse 17 when they had seen him they spread the word concerning what had been done sorry what had been told about them about the child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them so here angel appears they get the message. They say, let's go to Bethlehem. They chase after Jesus. They find Jesus. This is all the same night. And then after finding him, I just like this phrase in the text. They spread the word. Spread the word. Like a moment ago, angelic heralds dispatched from heaven in the sky proclaiming Jesus is here. And now, on earth, the most broken are proclaiming Jesus is here. Same night, two different kinds of heralds, one king. It is top to bottom. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace on 
whom his favor rests. It's these shepherds that say, there's a new, there is a new king. And he is born, and he's a shepherd. <laughs> he's, he's a shepherd king. He, he cares about the, the lost sheep. He cares about the broken. He, he cares about that all people would have great joy because of his birth. And he's the kind of shepherd that he wants everybody. He wants every, not just the powerful, not just those who can keep everything together and keep the religious law. He wants everybody. He's, gonna, he, he's eventually going to call himself the good shepherd. And just like me, the broken shepherd that walks around all night long, keeping watch over my sheep, keeping that one, making sure they don't run away, because I care about the sheep. He's that kind of king where he cares. Really? It's not just about his money and power and ruling over people. No, it's helping the little guy, the sheep, the, the broken. He, he's going he's gonna to care in a way that we've never known or we've never seen. This is not just good news to the rich, and this is not just good news to the powerful, and this is not just good news to the religious. This is the good news for all people everywhere, and this causes great joy. It is not just a little tiny thing we talk about. This is what transforms the planets. There is a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. And this baby, he's going to change my life, and he's going to change the world. And I'm going to have the favor of God, not based upon what I do, but based upon what he's going to (laughs) do. Good news. Yeah, good news. Great news. Life-changing news, life-changing news. And if you're a shepherd, and in one night... Your life gets turned upside down. You quickly start to spread the word. Hey, what's up, man? I got to tell you this. Uh, There's a new king that's born tonight. How do you know? Angel showed up and showed me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. He's a baby. Yeah? Yeah. He's the Messiah. The long-awaited. He's here. I can't wait to tell you about what he's done. And they spread the word. And the broken shepherds become the heralders. What a lot of us do is we think, I'll be a herolder one day when I get everything together. I'll start to spread the word as soon as I can answer all the questions about how everything works. Once, once I'm an apologist, once I understand doctrine really well, but right now, I, I don't have it. And often, we're not the ones who on the tip of our tongue is, let me tell you my story. I was just a broken dude hanging out in the fields and an angel showed up and told me and I found Jesus. And so at this Christmas, what happens if you and I step out of our comfort zone a little bit and we spread the word? Like I was broken, addicted, messed up, living in sin cared about me, cared only about my comfort. But Jesus, Jesus entered into my world and he changed everything. And I'm just kind of like a wild shepherd. Just I just want people to know, I gotta spread the word. And let all the hurdles that keep us 
from pro- proclaiming. I got to I got to say it right. I, I, I want to be cool. Isn't it weird to be like 40 and still want to be cool? Like isn't it weird that that's still like a thing? Like like I love it and I'm just going to be real for a moment. I love it when like people that are like 38 get saved and they're quick to tell the gospel to friends because they're like I've been cool for 20 years I'm ready for something real and I just want to encourage you some of you some of you that are like kind of grown up in church to just punt on I gotta have all the answers and I gotta I gotta I gotta keep it cool and just have a story how can I pray for you how how can I hang out with you let's golf Let's just, let's just, let's watch the game together. Let's just, let's just, let's just start a small group. Find the, sh- find the shepherds on the hillside. Man, find the broken ones. Just be like your shepherd king. He's going out and he's finding them. And Jesus, that's what he does. He walks by and he just happens to notice the blind man. He stays a shepherd. And he just happens to notice the sinful woman that everybody else wants to get rid of. He just happens to notice the lepers, sick, the outcasts, the hurting. Man, what happens for us if we just rearrange, we pick up some of our shepherd king's heart. I care, okay. This my, this, I want to rearrange I just want to rearrange my goals a little bit if you're the shepherd that Jesus is real to you he opened your eyes help you to see if you found Jesus in the stable you know he's real it's easy to just want to talk about it but we don't want to talk about it when it's not that real to us when we're just kind of religious people just kind of like doing a cultural thing and it's not that honestly that's not that exciting but man when it's this is my story I know him and he changed me then you'll join the heralders the announcers and say hark listen to me I got a story to tell Jesus found me in my addiction Jesus found me when I was living for me Jesus changed me. And I didn't have hope, but now I got hope. I didn't have a purpose, but now I got a purpose. I didn't used to worship, but now, whoo, glory to God. I got a reason for living. It's far bigger than me. Let's pray together, shall we? If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.